You're listening to The Full Broadside. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of The Full Broadside. We've got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, I have with me, Mando is back. He has renegotiated a good contract and he's happy now, so here he is. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I had it out with a few of the producers and it looks like we negotiated on a final salary, so I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back in the saddle here with us. Uh, KJ, how's it going over there? That's going all right. Wait a minute. We're, we get paid for this? Wait a minute. How did I miss out? Mando, good to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, KJ. I appreciate it. And uh, we are sockless today. We have no Mr. Sock, and I suppose we can we can talk bad about him since he's uh, since he's away. He he was worried that we would trash talk him a little bit, but for all our listeners, he is out on a date, so he has a love interest. He's trying to work. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I, I tried to tell him that girls were no substitute for video games, but he wasn't having any of that. So so hope it goes good. And if she listens, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. He's the greatest guy ever. So you, you found a good one. <laughs> but in his stead, we have back for another week Nimitz to fill in. And he's not playing the discount Mando role. He is playing the discount sock role. So if you've ever purchased discount socks, Let's just hope he's a little better than that. How you doing, Nimitz? I'm doing great. We're definitely sockless today, so um, but no, I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it should be a fun little episode. Um, you know, why don't we get started with it right away? We, well, I wanted to hit right away. We talked about German carriers and not having a whole lot of experience with them. We didn't really go into depth, but I was lucky enough to get a uh, one of the CVs in a uh, one of those little German crates uh, through the gameplay. And uh, it was only the tier four, but I got to tell you, it does play a little bit differently. But I, I got to tell you right out the gate, I really, really like it. Have uh, any of you guys been able to get any of them yet? No, I've sir. got the, the Rhine. I opened up, I got lucky, I guess. It was Christmas early and picked up the tier four. Um, I am really having a good time with it. Uh, although the reticles threw me off with those uh, uh, AP rocket planes, I mean, I, I, I went to go <laughs> go buzz the tower goose, and and uh, the reticle kind of like it, it. It's different, so it took a little bit to get used to. But yeah, to answer the question, I am having a great time, even with just the tier four. Yeah, and I uh, that's the same one that I got the tier four, and uh, I I was really hoping that I get something higher so I wouldn't have to grind the line, but I'm gonna probably have to do it at some point because I found I really really like it. Uh, the rockets, you you kind of come in low, and when you you click your run, the 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 uh, the green target zone 
is way beyond the ship and it comes closer up to the ship so it's further out and comes towards you and you hit it when it's right on the side so that's a little bit different and then yeah those ap rocket planes i really like that they go way up in the air and you can't see the targeting reticle anywhere you got to kind of rotate the camera and look straight down below your planes and i like that a lot it took me a few times to figure out how to line it up and uh i was getting really good with it i really really liked it um i think it actually plays a little bit better and it's a little bit more realistic of how some of those those uh dive bombers should have worked you know you, you you line it up then you uh you click your little button and you start your dive and off you go you know and it's pretty cool the only thing i've had a problem with those is when you're trying to turn and line up a ship man you really got to be moving that camera around and it's wonky <laughs> It does take a little getting used to, but I found a lot of fun in it. So, uh, either of you other guys uh, had any experience with those yet? I have not gotten one. I just played so, against them. No, no, no. It, it's uh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you guys. I so I love the the dive bombers, like like um, what what you were saying, Cyber. With you hit the button and it, it immediately goes into a dive. My only complaint, and it's purely cosmetic is I wish, and I know it's not historically accurate, but I wish they would have put the Stuka, the JU-87 dive bombers, just because I wanted to hear them and, and, and add the sound effect of them just coming screaming in and having, you know, the bombs. And uh, But I, I did like the dive bombers on that. And, and the first time I did my rocket attack, I was immediately reminded of the Battle of the Death Star. And, and I can hear in the background, you know, Red 5 standing by is, you know, with the reticle. And then you're coming in low and screaming across the water. And, and um, I had probably the most fun in a tier four that i've had in a long time yeah that's that's where it was for me and and i've kind of gotten away from the american carriers i still play the japanese a little bit um not as much and i i found a little bit of love for the uh the british carriers and i was enjoying those and now that i've seen what the uh the germans uh are like and if they continue to be like that going up i might put some time into those i think those are going to be a lot of fun but you two guys haven't uh, haven't had the luck of getting into them. I hear KJ didn't. Uh, Nimitz, what uh, what were you saying there? Did you get anything in there? I know you've had uh, had a friend or so that has run them and was talking with you, but uh, nothing in, in your port yet? Oh, I've opened up, I don't know, probably 15, 17 of those boxes. No carrier. Uh, but I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one thing that uh, it's it's all random and it really kind of bugs me because you know I I said before I've opened I forget how many probably eighty or ninety Christmas containers this last year and didn't get one ship not one and then suddenly this happens and I get a tier four so I mean it's still it's tier four I mean you can unlock it really really easily I'm sure when they drop it it's not going to be difficult to unlock it it's getting to the six that the the eight and the ten those are going to be the work uh and a lot of money to get into them so it would have been nice to, to get one of those higher ones but we still got a little bit of time but on the uh on the uh, the directives um you and i were talking the other night and, and you pointed out something to me uh about those extra little uh not really directives. They fall below the directives in the German carrier direction uh, directives. Uh, you want to talk for just a second about those? Yeah. Um, so if you are in the game and you're looking at your four directives you have for uh, the German carriers underneath it, there's another five. Um, 
all five of those uh it does require to have the the carriers so um you, you're not going to be able to complete it all of them unless you have the carriers however on one of them which i believe is the very bottom one the the prize at the end for each mission in that section is a um german crate and sometimes you can get two crates so they're increasing your chances of getting the carrier um but anyway they're uh they're good little uh missions they have good rewards uh but again you can't complete the the primary ones without the carrier yeah see when we first started to look at that we were really excited because each of the missions what was there six missions in each of those little secondary directives i guess we can call them and they each of those missions awarded you 15 of the german tokens and in completing the entire directive of that chain of missions uh you got 60 so if you add all of the 15s uh out of those four little sub directives and you complete all of those and get the 60 bonus at the end you are going to have exactly 600 german tokens which then you could go into the army uh, armory the army yeah let's go to the army now let's go to the armory and you, you go down into the uh into the german carriers area and you can actually for 600 of those tokens you can buy a permanent camo for one of your tier 10 uh german ships in existence i think one of them was for the ricked often um but the other ones you had the kerr first you had the z52 and then the hindenburg so you could choose one of those and put a permanent camo which i believe was the 100 percent bonus xp the 50 percent reduction in post battle cost and then a 20 percent bonus to credits earned on that ship so that was really nice but as i looked a little harder i realized the last mission of each directive requires you the first one requires the tier four carrier the second run record uh, requires the tier six the third tier eight the fourth tier ten so really i can get 15 here for each mission 15 there 15 there I'm only going to be able, now that I've got the Rhine at Tier 4, I'm going to be able to complete one of those, but I'm not going to be able to complete any of the other three because I can't finish that final mission of each directive, which will not get me the 600, and I will be out of that permanent camel. So that kind of sucked. That was kind of a heartbreaker. I was a little bummed to see that. I know Amanda was uh, was talking about that too, being that you know here here again they they put something in the game that's that's unattainable unless you decide to spend money and, and come up with with another way to get these things and uh, you know if I'm just going to do that I'll just honestly I'll just wait and buy the permanent camo when I find it and that'll be easier and save me a lot of screwing around. But well, I mean it's possible you could get it because the missions it does say the missions are available for the next 44 days. So it depends on when the carriers do get released, that if you grind your way up, it's possible you could reach that point. Yeah, but I thought those uh, secondary directives I was looking at, and it looked like those were only going to be available another 17 days. So maybe, I don't know, maybe if you complete them, that'll extend the next one. I, I, I don't know, but I looked at it and went, yeah. oh boy, I don't know if we're ever going to see that. Yeah, you're right, I see that. Yeah, like missions. They are. Next they're 16 days. days. Yep, my fault. However, I will say, if you can get that permanent um, German Iron Cross camo, it looks amazing. Just want to say. 
Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm, I'm the looking R- towards the, uh, the the Z. Uh, sorry, the Z52. I'm in the 46 now. I'm working to the 52, and that would have been amazing to throw that on there. And then I'd be running that destroyer all the time because it'd been generating me all kinds of credits. And uh, now it looks like I'm not even going to have a shot at that. So I don't know, man. I, I'm a little bummed out about it. Yeah, the art department did a great job. Hats off um, to the art department on that one. Um, I, unfortunately, I mean, going back to a couple episodes ago, we talked about the 40K promo that came out. I'm a huge 40K guy, Battlefleet Gothic. Um, so disappointed in that, but um, they kind of redeemed themselves with the new camo in this one because I think it looks sharp. I, they did a, They did a good job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that just was kind of frustrating, you know. I, I enjoy playing the carriers, but and I'm sure I can do the the do the first one with the Rhine, but unless somewhere along the lines I unlock another one, which you know I almost shake my head. I mean, how would I get a second one when so many people haven't even got the first one yet, you know? And, and I am seeing people out there with these things already, so some people are getting the tier eights, you know. I mean, I wasn't lucky enough when they launched the Italian line. I ended up all the way down at the bottom. I got a, a tier four or tier five, and I had to grind the whole line, you know, and it just kind of bugged the heck out of me. But what do you do? You know, it is what it is, yeah. as they say. Here's something to think about that even though like you and I just have the tier four is you can still battle in it. You can still build up. Um, I believe you can still build up the, the experience points so that when the line does release out, you'll be ready to kick right up into the next tier uh, with the, you know, with everything that you've built up in it so far. Yeah, that's true. But I find that uh, with all the clan mates on, you know, we're, we're kind of all anti-CV right now because it's, you know, they take <laughs> all of our true. DDs out. You know, I, I oh. hate to be the only guy in the division that says, I'm going to run a DD or a, or a CV and uh, at tier four. So you guys got to run fives or, or fours. Nobody wants to do that. So, I mean, we will oh, if we get somebody that's that's running something low. Um you know, but uh, I, you know, that's that, that's a good segue. I would say I, they we we can revisit this too with the uh, the we talked yeah. about nine point seven. They're talking about uh, a lot of updates. Nine point eight. They're talking about updates. But we're, you know, we we hit on the other day is they're they're working. They're doing testing, and they didn't say what patch they were going to drop this, uh, but they were going to reduce the uh, the DD spot ability for the uh, for the CVs. So that might be helpful. But something along those lines, I'm always thinking to myself, like, you know, if I'm a carrier driver, that's going to be a little hard to find the DDs, so I'm going to have to focus on the battleships. You know, if that's the case, why don't we add a little more CV love and get a little get a little bit more historic? I mean, the, you've got the DDs, or sorry, I keep saying DD. I mean, it's stuck on my head. I've been playing them a lot lately. Uh, the CVs, the carriers. When you're when you're out there, you're doing your thing. They've they've added the German dive bombers, and they look really cool. They they act really neat. I'd like to see more of that kind of historic coming back, and in that sense if if wargaming wants to 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 prove that they listen to this show they can add kamikazes to the japanese carriers that i would love to see kamikazes you know have a have a band of planes that dump all their torps and then turn and fly right into a battleship that would be cool as hell you you know maybe yeah yeah you know maybe put a little uh penalty on them that you know what if you burn them all up you only get a certain amount of them and then you're out of pilots or something you know i don't know something you could do with or or even when you're when your carrier is done and it's taken out but you still got those airplanes in the sky then you could flip on the kamikaze and go flying right into the side of them that would be epic i would love that 
you can make it like a consumable, like you only get a, you know so many of them, and then you could just drop the, you know, like a fighter, you could drop the consumable down, and they'll circle and then dive right in and and uh, you know broadside a ship or something. That would be that would be awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah, I don't want it auto though. I don't I don't want it to drop fighters and then they just automatically do it. I want to fly those things myself right into well, the side. Fly that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I would love them if they did that. Yeah, the problem with that, there's a lot of uh, PC uh, stuff that's deal- dealing with a lot of that stuff, too. So, What do you mean, PC? Like computer political stuff or correct. political correctness? Political. I, I'm not a big yeah. subscriber to that crap. Uh, listen to my I'm, other podcast. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I know. I know. But overall, as a company-wise, you know, that, that would be your kind of dicey. I mean, it, I would think it would be a fun fun addition to the gameplay as well but yeah i don't know if how work i mean they don't do it now with the with the rising sun they don't do it now with the traditional kriegsmarine flags that were actually flown on the ships the only way to get those um, standards in game is to go through mods because wargaming does not do those standards now yeah, yeah it's a good point but i don't care the idea of the kamikazes mechanic i love the idea i think it'd be awesome i think it'd be fun um but yeah as far as you know what uh wargaming's willing to do you know to uh increase your fun in the game you know that's going to depend on how many how many dollars they make and if they do things like that it could cause them to lose a bunch of dollars so they probably won't well, going back to my original comment, make a carrier, put some Yonkers JU-87s, you know, the Stuka dive bombers, and put the sound effects of, of the screaming, you know, sound when they in, and and when you click on the effect, they immediately go on the dive. You hear the dive bomb sound. The twenty millimeter cannons are going. They drop their payload. Um, I would totally buy a premium ship if they put the the Stukas on there. Well, you know, even even I'd be willing be to I, I'd be willing to even compromise on the kamikaze planes with this. They could they could put this in and it would be fine because it, it wouldn't ruffle anybody's feathers, make them change their team name or any of that stupid stuff. Um, make it so that when you shoot down aircraft, no matter what country it is, they have a chance of actually crashing into a into a, a ship and, you know, causing some damage. Maybe a fire, you know, an explosion, something. You know, I mean, how many times right. do you see them falling out of the sky and they never hit you? They always hit the water every time. You know, may, give it a little percentage chance where, you know, you might get credit for one of your fighters going crashing into the into the deck of one of those ships. A total this dice roll is what you're saying. Yeah, you know, make it a make it a percentage chance, you know, based on, you know, I mean, you could do it with all the, you know, with the with the uh, the debuff to your to your shells from the paint jobs of the uh, the opponents that you're firing at. He might have a plus five percent to your dispersion. You know, add all of that stuff in, factor it all in, and then give it a percentage chance, you know, based on the size of the plane or what have you. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I've had some of them that have come really close, and I thought they were going to hit me, but yeah, I've never seen them actually hit a ship. Yeah, and I don't. Think I haven't either, but I think. I, I haven't either, but I think that'd be a that'd be an awesome idea as well. Um, add a little flavor, a little spice to the game. Yeah, and that way you're not uh, angering anybody who's going to scream to the PC police right away. Right, <laughs> it'll be all over the forums. Um, <laughs> everything will, you know, wiki will melt down, and we'll have a shutdown of the game servers because of it. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, let, let's let's move on beyond that. And uh, you know what? 
it, it, it's the week. It's it's Sunday. It's the final day of the first week of clan battle season. Uh, I forget what season it is, but we're running tier sixes, and uh, our clan has had a little bit of success. It's it's you know we're a new clan, and we were able to get enough people in. We've almost had enough people at at times to field two teams. Um, so I'm hoping that's actually a thing. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I don't see why we couldn't have two teams if we have enough people going. Uh, but I think that. Uh, that would be awesome, and uh, I think we're doing pretty well. We didn't expect to do very well right out the gate, but I think we're doing pretty good. So what are your guys' thoughts? I know each of you has played a little bit. Uh, what, what are you seeing out there? What, what are you thinking? Well, this is my first experience with um, clan battles, and I've enjoyed what I've done so far. Um, one of the things that uh, I noticed right off the bat, and I couldn't believe it, is how fast you can make money doing clan battles. I mean, the oil and the steel and all that's nice but i mean i started out the day you know with i think i had like six million and by the end of the day i had 20 i mean it was it was crazy um but our success levels uh, i know we're above 50 percent on wins um i was extremely pleased um i think people are finding the ships that they play best and uh they're getting comfortable with them um our clan has been communicating well, um, working as a team well, and uh, yeah, we're we're having some success in the in the clan battles. KJ, yeah. what is what is your go to tier six ship when for for clan? What's your go to ship? Uh, well, just it kind of depends. I mean, I had been running the T sixty one, but lately it's been the uh, Graf Spey or the Molotov, just depending upon our our setup at that point in time. Now, what's, what's your go-to? Uh, my go-to, what I've found out works good for me is the Devonshire, believe it or not. The 203s on that thing hit hard. Um, and for most tier six, you know, cruisers, um, they, they they just can't handle the 203s. But uh, I was going to talk on that Graf Spey, too. Um, I love that ship in a random battle, uh, but it just seems like, you know, you're you're the tendency is to open up a little too much so you can get both guns on the on the target and if you do that in clan battles i mean you can get away with it in a random battle because there's just so much going on and and nobody's really focusing fire or playing as a as a true team but you do that in a, in a clan battle and that graph spay gets eaten up um so i'm, I'm not a fan of the spay and and clan battles but that devonshire on the other hand like i said with the 203s um, it's it's a citadel haven. Well, see, that's why I usually I just thought that I always drive it like a DD, but I do have a spec as a secondary build, so I try to get in as close as I can when I can with the thing. You have a secondary build on a Devonshire? No, on a Oh, okay. I I thought you I was mistaken. I'm sorry. I thought you said Devonshire, and I was gonna like. Okay, we need to go down this rabbit hole and talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Since he was saying that he didn't care for the Graf Spey as much, but he likes the Devonshire, that's what I was saying, he, that, that the, the Graf Spey does get, if you leave it open and you stay in the open or you open the sides up to use both guns, yes, you will get removed from the game quickly. But that's why I always usually have it as a secondary build so I can get in close, so I don't have to have get myself extremely wide open. I can still... Use my front gun for the most part, but I try to you know work on as much as I can. Primarily using the secondaries. 
So that still poses an interesting question because I, I also have the spay. Um, I don't use it for clan battles specifically because you have one turret in the front. And if you're going to bow tank your rate of fire with just three rifle barrels, you're not going to be putting out enough uh, damage. But going back to the question I have is I'm looking at it. It's got um, your range on your secondaries is what, 4.34? 4.6 so when you spec it out what is your range what, what kind of range are you getting out of the secondaries uh let's see i mean it's not a whole lot but i mean it's only it's a six point but when dealing with in a lot of the maps and, and stuff we've gotten into um we've all we've had to wind up fighting close in with the caps so a lot of the times i'm right up with the dds and right up there with the with the carrier so even though it's only six kilometers it's helped out a bunch with okay i've got a dd coming in my secondaries can go off and start working on them and i'm able to still use my main guns either on the dd or still try to keep track on a cruiser or whatever else that's left there in the middle okay so are you finding that it is effective or are they rather anemic because i mean the, the spay is let's be honest it's not known for having good secondaries on it it does the job well enough i've i've weakened enough dds or dds uh, decently enough that with help of everybody else of okay we've got a dd let's light him up and was able to to whittle him down enough that somebody can get him with, with a couple shots you know if they may not be the greatest shots but at least they've hit them even with an overpin they were able to take them out and even with the graf spay i've citadel several ships <laughs> with this thing so uh, well yeah it's it, at that range it's really easy to do with the 283s i mean especially if you can get both turrets on target um i was just curious because uh again that's the, the spay and i love the ship it's great in randoms but for a ranked battle i i mean i'm seeing a lot of them i don't know if it's just because there was the free giveaway in the the dockyard but um yeah i just want to pick your brain on that a little bit yeah, i mean i enjoy it for so far with the clan battles i mean like i said i normally run the normally try to run the t61 because i enjoy that one but we've had other guys in the in the group that's like yeah we need they wanted to run their dds it's fine, fine i'll go to a, go to one of the cruisers or I even run the battleship we've run the war spite a couple times uh that seemed to work out pretty well um but you know it's just trying to fill a hole of okay we need a carrier needed something with some decent guns i love the molotov but as you know the molotov is if you're not hiding somewhere behind an island and and, and able to, to snipe things you are in some deep yogurt <laughs> oh yeah that thing is a floating citadel so I, I have one as well and i prefer to stay in the backfield on it um i know that we were in a battle and i was calling that one and i had you a couple of whoever had the molotov that, in the that was me crossfire yeah um it, it seemed to work out pretty good but you cannot get up close to that thing because you'll get deleted so getting back to the clan battles here's something that i wanted to throw out um i know you mentioned the war spite i haven't seen this a lot um but what about the west virginia the 1941 and the reason why i bring it up yeah. is because it's the tier six and it's got the 16 inch 406 millimeter guns that just pack a punch to it it's hard to say devastating well, I've seen a f not very many of those in, in that we've gone up against that that I've seen. 
Interesting. Because, well, I, back to the question myself, what is my preference for clan battles? I am, I have a tendency, especially in tier six, I go with the poor man's Belfast and I use the purr. Right. <laughs> and it pisses a lot of people off because you, you do have the smoke, you do have the torpedoes, but you can switch. I know some of the guys, uh, the clan guys were having troubles with the Leander because it's AP only, but at least with the Perth, you can switch back and forth between the AP and the HE if you needed to, to HE spam. I've tried the I've tried the Perth a couple of times in the clan battles as well. I like that ship a lot. It's one of my favorite ships in the game. Um, I haven't had a lot of success with it. I'm not sure if it's just my play style or what, but it just seems like uh, you know you you put a Perth on the map and you're everybody's target and you're out of the game pretty quick. So the questions I, I guess I'll ask for everybody, and I'm just going to throw this out there, is um, with the ship choices, we get either a CV or a battleship. And so which which one should you choose, the battleship or the CV? Which one is working out better for you? Initially, I thought the CV was the way to go just for the sheer spotting purpose. Um, but... I mean, if you have a good CV player, like if, you know, Sock, he's really good at the CVs. Um, if he was playing, I would probably want a CV. But then we had another member of ours, because Sock wasn't around, jump in a war spike. And that war spike was just tearing stuff up. And we stayed kind of in a group. I mean, we, you know, we, we didn't do the lemming thing, but we, we were close enough that we could support each other. And uh, we were spotting for him, and yeah, I mean, he just he just ate through everybody. So I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe the war spite as a battleship has been more effective for us. Um, it's very thankful to be seen. Yeah, and we've seen uh, quite a quite a mix. Uh, I don't know if I would say 50-50, uh, but the teams we've gone up against, you know, it seems like we're seeing some carrier play we're seeing just as much battleship play um and and each one poses a really interesting threat and you kind of have to change up things uh, if you are the only one with a carrier that's great you can spot but you've also got to figure out how to deal with that battleship and uh that's that's you know, we've, we've had a couple of different plans how we were going to work. You know, you guys go over here, we'll go over here, we'll see how things work out, then we'll then we'll try to flank and whatnot. And that worked good one of the nights, but then the next night it wasn't working at all. Found that it was better to all of us just kind of death ball into one area and, and see what happens. And, and that was successful one night too. So I really don't know if there's a, a specific way to go about it or if there's a specific uh, ship loadout. I mean, I've seen four Graf Spays against us, and we nuked that team quick. That was one of our fast ones. And uh, I, I don't know how that... Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see how, how the meta shifts. And, and, I mean, we're just the first weekend. We've got four or five more weeks yet of this to go. Uh, so I'm sure it will continue to change as people start to try different ships and see what works best for them. Okay, so that was my setup question. I wanted to set up the stage because, and and there's a method to my madness, believe it or not. Um, it, so would it, we all be in agreement to say, I know I've got my evil mad scientist laboratory going on. Would it be, would we all be in agreement to say that between uh, carriers and battleships, we're seeing kind of a 50-50 mix? Or, or would we all be uh, agree to that? 
Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly 50-50, but it's it's pretty close for sure. Okay, so if you if you had to put a ratio to it, what would you put, Nimitz? Yeah, maybe like 60-40 battleships is what I'm guessing. Okay, uh, KJ? Uh, probably close to the same. I was going to say. I was going to say is that I did go back and look at our battle log. Um, we can't, There was two battles that we went up against with the West Virginia. Yeah, not very okay. many. And, and I would yeah, not- I would say we're we're probably closer to 55, 45. But oh, no, really. I really scratch my head as to decide which one we've seen more. Uh, in, in the games that I've played, it's been very close to a 50-50 split. Uh, I think people are, are, you know, I've even seen one clan a couple of times that we faced off against, and they brought a different setup each time. A couple of times with the carrier, one time with the, with the battleship. So I think a lot of people are still trying to figure it out. I've seen the Ark Royal a couple of times. We expected to see that one a lot. But I've seen just as many of the, the Japanese sixes and rangers as well. So pff, I've even seen, we, we saw a, uh, a a German carrier in one of them. The Wesser was in there. So I don't know. I think we're all still trying to figure it out. Okay. So the reason why I bring that up um, is, be, so okay, so the follow-up question I have then, um, it's a two-parter. The first part, and I'll throw this out there for anybody who wants to answer. Um, why don't I interrupt you just for a second? Let's take a quick pause, and then you can, uh, you can, okay. you can hit us All with right, those. we'll come back to that yeah, one. Yeah, Sock isn't in my ear telling me it's break time, and I just look. Yeah, it's break time. So so let's let's take a quick <laughs> five, and we'll get back to right the back. laboratory then. Yeah, yeah, come back with that question right after the break. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back, and we're talking about clan battles, and I interrupted Mando just before he was going to give us that two-part question so off you go man yeah, i had to run back to the laboratory um and cook up some more method of my madness here so okay so the first part of that question we were talking about carriers and i was talking about if we were all in agreement on the split um it looks like we can all agree on it's it's more of a 60 kind of a 40 or a 70 30 in favor of the battleships which is really um interesting so the question the first part of the question uh that i was going to come out with or or i'm just going to throw it out there and do you feel or do we feel that the carriers have completely thrown off in other words the teams with the carriers are they at an unfair advantage or not for for using a carrier not necessarily no yeah i don't think it's uh an unfair advantage for either team to you know have or not have a carrier um but what um, Cyber said earlier is very true. If you're in a carrier and they're in a battleship, you got to decide what you're going to do about that battleship, and you got to do it quick. Um, in my opinion, that battleship should be the first thing to go off the map. Um, they should be doing the same against our carrier, though. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't decided which I like better. Um, I, I think I'm starting to lean towards the battleships, but I haven't really decided yet. Yeah, I'm looking at it like this. If if you've got a carrier on your team, you've you've got the spotting game. You're going to know where they're going, where they're you know what their plan is, or what at least it appears to be. Um, but then you've got to figure out how to get rid of that battleship. You know, do you have cruisers uh, enough to take them out? I've seen a lot of gunships uh, in the DDs instead of torp ships. 
So how do we deal with that battleship? And on the flip side, you've got a battleship on your team and, and you're going out and you're doing your thing. You don't know where these guys are going until they're already there. I mean, you might rush one cap with your entire team and then find out they all went to the other. Okay, well, now we each grab a cap and now we meet in the middle and have a slugfest, but they're going to see you first because they've got a carrier and you don't. So you've kind of got to figure that out. And right now I'm leaning towards the battleships. I think the... Uh, it, with the right battleship there, the overwhelming guns, if it can sit in the back and just launch shells in, I, I think right now, I think that's that's the better way of going about it. Your answers blew me away so... It, it was it blew me away that it completely blew my Discord off my... So that's what happened. It, it, blew, <laughs> it disconnected me. Yeah, we'll no. go with that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Something blew up in the laboratory. Something blew yeah. up in the laboratory. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, the, okay. So here's here's I gave you the method. Here's the madness. The whole reason why I brought this up and dove down this rabbit hole, right, is because there was so much drama and so much um, with with the higher clans. You know, all of the the top 100 clans, and they all went out and they were going to do this big boycott, and they were going to boycott all of the 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 clan battles because the the CVs were doing such an had such an unfair advantage. Um, but come to find out, and from talking to us and talking to other players, there really is not. A, it's just, I mean, it's a little bit of a strategy change. But um, so what do you guys think about that whole wanting to boycott thing? We don't have to play them. Right. Well, yeah, um, I think that's point. Just, yeah. I think that's just silly. Um, I mean, I guess everybody has their own politics or what have you. But like I said, I don't, I don't think there's an advantage. Um, or disadvantage to playing a battleship or a carrier. Um, it just depends on your clan, your style of play, and how well you communicate, uh, how well you can, you know, perform as a team. Um, we've 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 done a ton of clan battles now, and we've we've played against uh, teams with carriers, and we've lost. We played against teams with battleships, we've lost. We played against teams with carriers and battleships, and we won those games as well. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's just a matter of you know how effective you are as a team i think cyber you want to weigh in on that i think it all comes down in clan battles it comes down to strategy um what you guys are seeing you know communication figuring it out trying to stay covered you know working together i, I think that's really what what overwhelms the opponent I don't, I don't think a carrier is going to give you an unfair advantage i don't think a battleship gives you an unfair advantage i think it gives you an advantage one way or the other and it's just one of those things that okay they've got a battleship or they've got a cv we've got to figure out how to deal with it uh, based on what we brought so you just have to work through it and work as a team and get through it i am in total agreeance i'm in total agreeance with, with with all that by saying that if all the top clans want to boycott then that just makes room for the rest of us that are going to move up and and you know fill fill the space anyway so i was just curious because there was a lot of hype and there was a lot of um you know because of cvs and i i happen to like carriers i think they bring a, a different um you know dimen dimension to the uh to the, to the you know to the strategy because now you're thinking of of a, of a sky dimension versus a, a two dimension on the battlefield but anyway i appreciate you guys all all your feedback on that and i will go back to the laboratory and cook up another question <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't think uh I, I you know they all might sign their names to a boycott but ultimately they're missing out on steel credits 
all kinds of stuff that you get you know you get seven on seven play i mean it might be only tier six but that also allows a lot of new members that don't have those tier tens to to get a little taste and see what they're what uh, they can get into in, in tens and eights and, and whatnot so I, I definitely like them moving it down to six this time and uh you know if the the bigger clans you know the the top clans i should say not really bigger uh if they want to boycott that's fine and we'll just we'll we'll have to go without them we won't have to get taken out by him we'll just move along uh, on our little merry way yeah that's more rewards for us right i had a kind of a offshoot on that is that for those of us who've played clan battles with other clans and have played it before at the tier nines tier tens whatever do you like the change at tier six i personally like it because it's not the same ships every time we've gone into a battle yeah we see the graphs we see this but then all of a sudden you'll see the duca will be in there or you'll see a nuremberg in there or you'll see you know some other ship and you're just like oh okay well maybe that ship might work and it kind of gives you more options where to me is at the tier 10s you know you're going to find see ship x y and z every single match I like the tier six over the higher tiers, especially the tier 10, um, because to me, it's kind of like NASCAR where it puts everybody on the same playing field and you get more players involved in it because, you know, let's face it, not everybody out there is going to have a tier 10. And even though the, the top clans, that's one of their requirements, we don't have that tier 10 requirement. And so it, it gets a lot more players involved because it, it is only a tier six. But getting back to my original point, it's it's like, it's like you know a stock car out there everything is i mean everything is pretty much stock across the board but you know with a few you know tweaks here and there but it really evens the playing field it seems like tier six um and i, and I can't speak for like tier nine and tier 10 clan battles because i've never done them but uh it does seem like tier six is more um on equal terms like you said nascar that's a good analogy um the, the ships, there's not a huge difference between all of the ships as far as gun caliber, um, armor, um, speed. Uh, and when you get up to some of the higher tiers, 8s, 9s, and 10s, it, it, can, it can vary quite a bit. And you can make some ships relevant, like the Pensacola. Yes, with two or threes again, good, uh, good guns for tier 6. You know that that's something that that uh, you know one of our one of our clan mates is is swearing by the Pensacola right now, and you know that ship has 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 gotten a lot of crap for a long time. That it's a it's a paper ship. It's terrible. I mean, they did buff it long time ago. Got it. Gave it a little bit stronger sides. But when you're playing randoms, it's it's completely worthless. I mean, you can get shot. You're deleted quickly. Uh, but he's found it to be very very successful in clan battles so that's not one that i saw that was gonna come out of there i mean when we were we were in our training rooms trying to figure out okay what's gonna be what's gonna be uh what we're gonna be seeing out there what's gonna be the best ships and uh pensacola was not anywhere near our radars and he's played it to a really really strong playstyle he's he's really really worked it well it, it's it's played well for him and it's it's helped us win a good handful of games so pensacola there you go i mean it's not hard to get to if if you're grinding and want to get into these and, and you're new grind up for that pensacola and jump in a clan battle and you'll be just fine and it's a tech tier don't have to pay any money for it right but that's what i kind of like about the sixes is that you have these surprise ships that you don't think about 
Yeah, it really kind of gives you a, a reason to try some different ships. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, like you said, uh, their 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 clan requirements is tier ten, and that's pretty much all they run. And then when they're off on their own, they're grinding their other stuff to get to ten, and they're getting rid of those under ships. Well, th this gives you a reason, and I think wargaming was kind of uh, vying for that is to to involve people, and I think that's why the research bureau became a thing is is so that people would play more games at the lower tiers because uh, how many times have we been trying to uh, do our little sync drop and we're running multiple divs and we're sitting in queue for four or five minutes for tier six when we go ten and we drop almost instantaneously so I think they're trying to crank that up and, and honestly I think it's really nice to bring out those ships knock the dust off them get them back on the water and play them a little bit and you know finding some really fun gameplay at six Anyway, since we uh, since I touched on Research Bureau, I'm going to take that and run with it. Uh, we talked about Research Bureau one of the first few episodes, and then we revisited a little bit later. Um, the update for me is I finally researched my fifth tier, or uh, my fifth line. Got got unlocked the Kremlin this morning. However, I did not see the little diamond Research Bureau light up anywhere i looked in the armory where it said to look it's not there it said once i unlocked my fifth i would get ten thousand research points to start me off and it's not there either so i'm wondering um i, I sent in a ticket and i had to ask them the question i said now that you made the moskva a premium does that no longer count as a research line do i have to go back now and research those lines because uh, I'm looking at it like I kind of got screwed because they moved that MOSFA and, you know, I've, un I've unlocked five lines now and I still do not have Research Bureau. So what the heck's going on, Wargaming? That is interesting. That's the first time I've heard of that happening. Um, yeah, let us know, follow up. And that's a good question to our listeners out there. If you guys have had anything like that happen as well, shoot us an email, let us know, and we'll bring it up on the air. Yeah, that's that's just one thing. I was kind of getting excited about it, and I figured, you know what? I've got I've got enough free XP. Let me let me go ahead and and get rid of the Soyuz and move up to the Kremlin. And I unlocked it. Uh, you know, maybe I have to play these ships at least one battle each one. Maybe I got to buy them all and at least play them once. But I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is. But uh, I'm I'm a little bummed. I was hoping that would be the deal. I'd I'd be good to go. I was ready to set to go and start unlocking those those research points and and here i sit you know brokenhearted as they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm looking at the wiki right now and it just states on the wiki and this is the official war games wiki which was put together very well um any player with five unlocked tech tree tier 10 ships automatically qualifies so i don't know maybe you got bugged maybe it was in um with the patch or something but um yeah. Well, in, in that in that definition, tech tree, they they that may be disqualifying me because even though I had unlocked the Mosva when it was tech tree, I hadn't completed five until this morning. Maybe they disqualified the Mosva as a completed line now. I don't know. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of, which I think is complete garbage. War gaming. If you're listening, help us out. Throw the man a bone. Give him a free premium. No, I'm not asking for free premium. Just just unlock the dang research bureau. <laughs> unlock so, the research bureau. What line? So which line do you do on the? Did you unlock? Did you unlock the Alnevsky? No, I unlocked the Kremlin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, with a couple of successful battles tonight and clan battles, I'll have enough money to buy it and outfit it. <laughs> 
Right, but you haven't you haven't done the 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 Nevsky. Negative. No, I did the Mosfa when it was right. when it was there in in that tier. So I counted that the uh, Kremlin line. Oh, what were the other ones? The Venezia over in Italy. That was what three. The French battleship line, and I'm trying to remember what the what the was that five already? Because because I'm looking at my my Russian cruiser line, and I had already unlocked the Moscow. And when they took it and made it a premium ship, now I've got the Nevsky sitting there. I haven't purchased it, but I haven't researched it either. And it's still at 240,000 research points that I could research it from the Domskoy, but I don't have the research bureau uh, icon underneath it, but I do have it on my other lines because I already unlocked it previously. Yeah, see, that's weird. The other one I was missing was the Montana. I unlocked that line. So that's five if the MOSF is included. But yeah, I don't have the Nevsky either. So I, I don't really want to have to buy the Donskoy and crank that one out, although I might have to now. It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, I don't I don't have a research button anywhere on any of those. And that may be what it is, is that the Domskoy, or I'm sorry, the um, MOSFA, since it's now has been moved to a premium stuff, you don't have the Doms, the Nevsky unlocked. And that's maybe why it's not counting it as a full tree being done. Yeah, yeah you know, I think that's probably true. That might be the case, but to me that seems like it's a, it's a big enough issue that people would run into to try and get into this research bureau that they would have made mention of that in when they were moving the MOSFA, that you know the, the line will no longer be considered completed. You know, that, that would have been really helpful to know. Well, I thought you would already get the Nevsky if you got down to the Moscow, but evidently you No, didn't. I didn't. It, did, it never awarded me that. No, and, and that would have been nice. Uh, it did not. Um, I had already sold the Donskoy a while back, so I would hate to have to buy that and start grinding that to get to the Nevsky. I mean, there's there's other ships I'd rather do, but I, I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking probably the, the heavy cruiser line would be more to my style, but I don't know. Here I am sitting here and, and a little upset that it that uh, it cost me that I didn't uh, I didn't get the uh, the research bureau unlocked. So a little frustrated. But since we're since we're getting towards the end of the show, I think this is going to be a great time. Let's talk about the Odin guys. We promised this in last episode we were going to have Nimitz square off against Mando in the uh, the love or hate Odin contest here. <laughs> and uh, hang on, let me get my popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, <laughs> get, get it ready. Get it ready. ready. Here we go. Yeah. Um, the the Odin. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to drop a little a little secret that I've only told one other person, and he's sitting in here. Um, I got to what. Uh, directive or mission 16 and I, I completed that the other night and I was sitting there and I was looking and it said do you want to complete the other ones and I'm looking at the at the time that's left on it and the amount of work that I've got coming ahead at work and I'm like you know I'm not certain I'm going to be able to get it so I started doing some looking and I was like okay how much does a premium tier 8 cost okay well they cost pretty close to 10 15,000 doubloons okay well for me to unlock and just buy the rest of it and close it all out I'm gonna have to buy two anyway and that's 3750 um, now 3750 doubloons um, is what I mean there and uh, it wanted me to do seven because I was at 16 I'd have to go four more and I was looking at it, I'm like well none of the 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 tier eights are that cheap at seven 
And if I think about it, all the work I've already done and just playing the game, I've already unlocked the Graf's Bay, which he already came with a tier 10 captain, which costs 1,500 doubloons. And in, so I went ahead and I said, you know what, this makes sense. I, I went ahead, I spent the seven, I unlocked the Odin, it came with a 10 point captain. So I'm looking at it like this. I got a tier eight, a tier six, and two captains which would normally cost probably close to 20,000 doubloons. I got all that for seven. To me, it was a no-brainer. And uh, so I now have it in my port. I haven't got it wet yet because I wanted to hear and see what you guys thought. I know Mando loves it. Nimitz was hating on it, but I hear he may have a change of heart. But let, let, let's hear what you guys have to say. Mando, fire your shots. <laughs> Odin. So I've been taking the opportunity, if you guys have seen it, um, to throw it up in our stat spamming channel on the Discord. Um, some of the games that I've been throwing up um, with the Odin, and these aren't just like, uh, I specifically chose these uh, because I've been in some really heated tier 10 matches with the tier 8 Odin, and I'm throwing these numbers up. And so far, I don't know, Nimitz, I haven't seen any. Uh, you've been kind of quiet, your quarterback there. So I'm kind of curious as to what your. Uh, well, um, I did have, uh, uh, I was hanging out with some of our clan mates and uh, I was playing the Odin and we got thrown into a tier 10 match. And uh, I threw that up, I threw uh, the results, I posted my results on, on our uh, Discord uh, just so everybody could see it. I was impressed. I ended up being number one on the list and I was with a tier eight Odin. Um, I actually was, I believe, if I remember the stats correctly, I was not only was I number one on the list, but I think the closest person to me was like I don't know eight eight hundred points behind or something like that. But um, it was uh, it, it has its moments. Um, I do still think that it's it's supposed to be a brawler, um, and I'm not a huge fan of the secondaries. They're they're short range. Um, they they fire kind of crappy. Um, if you don't give them enough angle um they're they're just not effective and when you give angle obviously that makes you more of a target but uh the turtleback armor is great um obviously the germans are good with that um but yeah the 305s that are on there i mean it kind of limits you to the most point to doing cruisers and, and destroyers um i mean you can go face to face with another uh, battleship, but I, I think you're generally 90% of the time you're going to lose that fight. So I've got some replays and um, where I've gone head to head with same tier. What is I? Let me back up and say I'm a huge fan of the Turpets. I love the Turpets. I love the Bismarck. Um, I, I love the line. Great ships. Great concept. Um, and, and the Odin is kind of the best of both worlds because you can you have the 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 Kriegsmarine Hydro from the Bismarck and you also have the torpedoes from the Turpets and so working in conjunction with each other um, and you can get into those brawling spaces. But here to address your concern on the secondaries, here is something that the Odin has and I'm looking at it right now. Um, and I just looked at the Turpets and I just looked at the Bismarck. One thing and Cyber and I were kind of talking about this last night is um, 
the Odin has forward-facing secondaries. You don't have to turn. You can completely bow tank, and it's got the uh, the 150 turret that's almost like a third turret on the front, and then it's got the 128s on the side that are both. So you have basically three forward-facing secondary turrets. So you can bow tank with this thing, um, whereas you couldn't do that on a secondary spec turrets or a Bismarck. Um. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the fire arcs as well. You've got the 150s. You got the 128. Yeah, I mean, you, to to get the most bang out of those secondaries, you do have to open up. I mean, yes, you can get some secondary fire to the forward of the ship um, and bow tank, like you were saying. But I just it doesn't. I mean, you're not getting all your money's worth for, for those secondaries. You know what I mean? No, and you're not. But there's an advantage, and the advantage is survivability because I can still bow tank. I don't have to expose any flanks or sides, and I still have secondaries that are firing forward. And on top of that, the 150 turret on the front is spamming HE out. So um, I'm, I'm getting good results with it, not only at same tier, but in the higher, you know, when you're... When you're um, tiered up with the tier 10s yeah i mean i've had more success with other tier eights um but it, if you if you do bow tank with it the survivability is there um the biggest fault i have in its survivability actually though is the low hit points it's it's got a few less hit points than most tier eights it does and the guns can be a little anemic however if you are used to the Sharn horse then you will feel right at home in the Odin because it has the 305s. Um, I'm finding that it, you have to, you, you just have to say to yourself that I have cruiser guns on this thing. And as long as you can, you can accept the fact that you have cruiser guns and not battleship guns. Um, I'm, I'm finding some really successful battles. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, the, the ship definitely has its moments and it's growing on me. Um, I think it was just, you know, when, when I first started playing it, I, I'm a huge fan of the Bismarck. I'm a huge fan of the Scharnhorst. Um, and I wanted it to be something like that. And, it, and it's not. Um, you, you do definitely have to play it different. And it, it's growing on me. I'm getting used to it. Um, the, the t Yeah, my two biggest complaints are, again, the 305s and the, uh, the hit point pool. But uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's an okay ship. It, I, I don't think it does anything great, but it doesn't... Um, I don't think it's horrible. It's just meh. I was very pleasantly surprised when I got it. I know Cyber and I were talking last night. It, when you look at it on paper, it looks like garbage on paper. And you're looking at this thing going, thanks, Wargaming. It's another cash grab for something that's just really mediocre. Until, in my experience, you get behind the captain's wheel and you start plugging this thing in and i have on purposely charged into some brawls uh with this thing i've saved a few replays i'll have to put them up on our discord um where you're just you are literally coming out on top and i think it's it's the combination of the hydro plus the torpedoes plus you have the forward firing arcs on the secondaries yes you have lower hit points Oh, losing the man again. Damage output the playing field, but that's my take on the ship, and I'll let you guys run with it. Nope, I'm here. I'm here. 
you got all slow and robotic there. It was kind of interesting. It was I those was, damn hamsters in the it. laboratory. Yeah, I was enjoying it for a second, going, "Wow, this is how he would talk," and he's, when he gets really, really old. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So uh, I'll just wrap it up by saying, uh, don't look at it on paper. It's worth the effort, in my opinion. Yeah, I spent a few doubloons to get it. Um, but go out and have fun with it. Don't just take everything that they say on paper for granted and read the forms. Go out and and I was very surprised when I got behind the wheelhouse of this thing. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's it's growing on me. I'm getting there, but uh, and I and I do think it was worth it. I paid the the initial whatever it was for the first eight phases, and then I worked my way through it, and I and I got it, and uh, I'm glad I did it. I think it's worth it. Um, it's definitely not my favorite ship. Um, you know, if, if somebody said, hey, you know, you want to jump in a tier eight, um, there's quite a few other ships I would rather jump in. But uh, I'm, I, it, it's growing on me. I'm, I'll get there at some point. Well, KJ, what do you think? I, we, we, we touted this as going to be a battle for the centuries. And uh, I'm feeling it was kind of a little lackluster. Nimitz, he was hating on it way, way back. And uh, now he's not hating it so much. He just thinks it's meh. So I'm a little bummed out. I was hoping that would be a little bit bigger, better of a fight. <laughs> yeah, if this, was a, if, I, if this was a pay-per-view, I'd want my money back. Hey, Amen, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we tried to sell this as a good thing. It was going to be great. We're going to have Vano back. We're going to have a good fight. No, nothing. Oh, you guys killing me. We'll just take it out of uh, Mando's paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>. no problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Um, you know that that's you know as I was listening to you, Nimitz, and you know a while back we you and I had 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 purchased the Thunder at about the same time, and you know I, I think it's a little bit the same way I went. We hated it at first. I lost probably the first twelve games I was in it. I just couldn't figure it out. Was having all kinds of troubles. And then I played it a couple of times, and I started to get a little bit better at it. Started to figure out what its strengths were going to be, and and played with it a little bit more. And now I really like it. Now I get into it in a, in a lot of the tens, and I find my other tens are gathering some dust because I'm jumping into that a lot more. So maybe that's all it is. You know, when you first get a ship, you've got to work out its kinks. You got to figure out how it works for you, and maybe do a little research, figure out how other people are playing it, and uh, uh, you know, kind of play around with it, and see see what you think, and and uh, don't judge it so quickly out of the box. Give it a chance, and uh, really really put forth that as a a college try and give her hell and see what happens and you might end up liking it at the end uh, that's another ship that uh i can't stand <laughs> i spent all that coal for my thunder and i hate it um it just seems like i get deleted almost instantly every time i play it um i've tried to play it as a sniper uh i've tried to actually use it as a brawler <laughs> um that was a really bad idea by the way um, and you know, no matter what I seem to do with the with the thunder, I just I I, ha I haven't been able to figure it out yet. Um, I would say if someone's going to spend coal, go for the Georgia. Um, from what I've seen of the Georgia, it's a, a so much better ship and and so much more fun to play. Um, but again, like you said, you know, you got to keep trying, give it the old college try, and. And uh, maybe at some point I'll uh, end up liking that one too. But as of right now, I just want my money back. Yeah, I would totally disagree uh, that the, the Thunderer is 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 worse than the Georgia. I would I would 
urge everybody, if you've got the coal and you want to get into a, a big-time ship up at 10, Thunderer is the way to go. And the reason is, not only is it a Tier 10 over a Tier 9, uh, it, 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 it excels in a lot of things. It has very weak sides. you got to figure out what you're doing. I tend to snipe with it for the most part of the beginning of the match. I kind of stay at a distance. I've extended my range to 28.1K. So I can reach out and dial them in, and I'm spamming HE at that point. As the game progresses, and we're starting to gain a lead, and the ships are starting to dwindle, then I'll start to push in, and then I will just play mop-up. I'll, uh, I'll shift to uh, AP, and I'll just delete what's left. And it's it's been playing really well for me. But on top of that, the Tier 10s, the permanent camo that, that the Tier 10s, when you're buying a ship, you want to look at the the permanent camo that comes with it. The tier 10s have something that I have not seen on a tier 9. And a lot of them have, I mean, every tier has a, has a permanent camo you can purchase. And uh, most of them have, uh, what is it, a 50% bonus to your XP and a 10% reduction on post-battle. Um, that's great. However, the tier 10s, most of the tier 10s, I know my Montana I have one on there, uh, Moskva has it, as does the Thunderer. Those three ships, and I'm sure just about every tier 10 has the option, their permanent camo has a 100% bonus to XP, a 50% reduction in post-battle cost, and a 20% increase in credits received from the battle. So if you want to print some credits, get the tier 10 over the tier 9 every day. My Missouri doesn't even have that. Is a Missouri a 10 or a 9? No. It's a 9, but yeah, like you and I were talking last night, I didn't even realize that until you had pointed that out. And so because of that, I will be playing my Thunderer a lot more. Yeah, you're going to make more money doing that, you know. So, I mean, you'll get XP. I mean, if you're grinding a 9, you, you grind your 9, you do your thing. And and sometimes, you know, myself, the Brindisi, I was I, I knew I was going to be in it a long time because I had a long way to go to unlock the Venenzia. So I knew I was going to be knocking down a lot of battles. And if I didn't have a really good game, it was costing me money to put that thing out in the battle. So I ended up buying a permanent camel for it. It made sense because that reduced the cost. And that helped because I, I, I will swear to this day that that tier nines cost far more than any other tier to run. You know, you get them out in the water, you get them wet, you fire, you do your battle, and whether you win or lose or, or sink in the middle of it, you end up having a cost at the end of it. And if you play well enough, you're great. You're good to go, you play well enough, you're making a bunch of money, and it offsets the, the, the amount that you lose. But there's been games I made, you know, 150,000 credits and paid 123 back in repair costs of that ship. So a 10% reduction isn't a lot, but it's something. It helps. So that's uh, definitely worth looking at. But we may as well go ahead and wrap up. We've, uh, I think we've hit our uh, our hour by a little over, but that's okay. You know, Sock's not yelling at us to, to stop. We could go longer, but we've <laughs> we've all got to eat some dinner and get ready for clan battles tonight. I, uh, we we recorded a little early, so we didn't uh, take four people away from our clan battles team. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting into those again tonight and having some fun, making some credits. Um, should be fun. Uh, any parting shots out of you guys? Uh, Amanda, we'll start with you. Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, sorry I was gone. You know, sometimes life just gets in the way, but I'm glad to be back um, on the podcast. And uh, listeners, if you, you know, send us in some uh, emails and let's get to them. Um, 
Nimitz, glad to have you on. I appreciate you filling in for me. And uh, Odin, it's worth it. Go out, play it. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, Amanda was gone for at least a good excuse. He was working. I've been working. We've all been working. Sock is chasing a woman, so that's not quite as good as an excuse. <laughs> but I'll let him. He's a younger that guy. Costs money. Yeah, I know. He's spending more money. He could be saving it and playing with us, but that's fine. He's got to do him. It's fine. <laughs> KJ, parting shots. Uh, not much. Just uh, hope everybody stays safe. Uh, if you're in the hot weather areas, stay cool. If you're, because <laughs> it's been blistering hot out there. Um, just word of advice for anybody out there. You know, don't give up on different ships and lines. I mean, just keep grinding away at it. You'll get better at them. Trust me. I, I get frustrated. I, I come back every day. Um, you know, I was I had some games today that, again, going back to DDs. Three, three strikes from a carrier and I was out next game three strikes from a carrier and I'm out again it's frustrating just keep working at it we'll all get there together how about you Nimitz you got anything for, for parting we, we may not have you again for a little while so so make it a good one uh, well I've enjoyed my time here with you guys uh, definitely appreciate uh, the opportunity to hang out and chat and you know um, it's you guys are clanmates as well so you know, doing it in this forum or in this venue is 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 fun. It's really fun. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, last shot on the Odin. It is worth it. If you have the time and the effort and the doubloons to go get it, get it. Um, just don't expect it to be something else that it isn't. Um, I think KJ touched on that a little bit. Play it. Um, you know figure out your style what you need to make that ship work for you and it'll be fine um that's about all i got um and uh if you if you like the odin and you haven't done the other german lines the battleships in the german line do them they're fun uh from the nice now on up it's a great ship line all right and with that my my parting shots check uh check out the uh the show notes at the bottom of the uh of this podcast uh we, we're gonna have some stuff up there you know our email you know people can be using that you know send us some questions you know hate mail at this point we haven't received a whole lot so by god we're gonna read just about any of them you send so if you want to get on the air you want to hear your question read hit us with an email uh also in the show notes i you know i probably shouldn't pimp sock show since he's not here but i'm good anyway he's a good guy uh check that out he's he's at twitch uh Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. I forget what it is. It's in the show notes. Check it out <laughs> on Mr. Sock 97. So uh, check him out. Uh, thanks for all the listeners out there. You know, I, I've noticed we've have uh, just in, the, in in our our five shows that are currently up, we have hit 100 uh, listens. People have listened to us 100 times. So that's cool. We're getting out there, and I know it won't be long before iTunes has us, where you can search World of Warships and find us. Uh, we are searchable under the full broadside so so if you are looking for us out there we are there you just got to search by name um but anyway yeah everybody thanks for listening we we enjoy doing this podcast it's it's a little tough to get us all together at times but by god we we want to do this we're really enjoying doing it and and bringing some content for the for the game that we all enjoy playing so once again thanks for listening you all have a wonderful day and safe clan battle season take care everybody bye bye
All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.